0: Welcome to the Way Forward podcast, where we tackle the hard life questions so we can rest in the now and be equipped for the way forward. I'm your host, Hannah Fothery. Welcome back to the Way Forward podcast. I can't believe I'm saying this, but today is our season one finale. So today the tables are actually going to be turned and Taylor is going to host today's episode and ask me questions. So I wanted to end season one talking about one of my biggest struggles, and that's anxiety, and how I have pursued the way forward. It's something that's been a part of my life from a young age, and I'm still walking through it today. Um, I'm really not sure if it's something that I will work through my entire life, or if there will be a day that I can say, hey, this is no longer a struggle for me, but either way, anxiety is something that so many of us struggle with. It can feel crippling at times to where we can't move forward or we can't even be present. So I just really want to flip the script and encourage those who struggle with anxiety and know that there's hope so you can work through this battle and still be used for the kingdom. So Taylor, I'm going to hand everything over to you now.
1: Alright, well, I'm excited to be on this season finale podcast and hosting this today. So, uh, like you said, we're going through some anxiety stuff today and talking about that. So, uh, let's jump in with when did you first realize that you struggled with anxiety and what did you do once you realized that?
0: Um, You know, in hindsight, I probably have struggled with anxiety in some capacity for my whole life. So... Um, A lot of you probably don't know this, but I did competitive gymnastics for like eight years growing up. And I would be so nervous before certain events every meet to the point that I would shake or I couldn't do my best because I was so in my head about it. And my mom really probably noticed anxiety a lot here. And when I realized it was a struggle, though, it was really... In my junior or senior year of high school, um, I've shared before that my junior year, my schedule was so packed. Um, I didn't have much time for anything else. Um, I just had this constant angst that things wouldn't get done or that I would fail. Um, And so I carried that through my junior year of high school and then in senior year, um, I kind of worked through some of that busyness and that angst, but I was dating somebody My senior year of high school and towards the end of the year I just knew God was calling us to go our separate ways and I really didn't want to and I couldn't understand why he would call me out of a relationship that there was really nothing going wrong Um, but for months I just realized that I was having difficulty sleeping and eating and my mind was like constantly in this loop of worrying and trying to figure things out and I just realized that that wasn't normal or a really good quality of life. And so I think in these different moments of my life when I realized I wasn't functioning normally, that that was a sign of anxiety and a struggle for me.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Hannah. So can you tell me a little bit about what are some indicators that you see uh, struggling with anxiety?
0: Um. Yeah, so let me just preface and say that I think anxiety is different for everybody. Um, I may have certain symptoms or indicators for anxiety that others don't have and vice versa. Um, I'd even say a lot of people with anxiety are high functioning, meaning you know we can hide it well and generally live our lives normally, but this certainly isn't the case for everybody and I've seen that in myself at times. So personally, I think anxiety manifests itself when I feel like I don't have control, which newsflash, I don't really have control over anything. But I think that's really the overarching uh, reason why anxiety flares for me. And when it does, I have symptoms of not being able to eat or sleep properly and my mind constantly races and you know, my heart and my body feel shaky or just completely off. Um, It's almost like this jolt of energy is like surging through my body, but in a negative way. Um, And honestly, on like my worst, most anxious days, I typically can't shut my mind off and it can really affect my mood to where I'm just stoic and I'm distracted. So thankfully now, um, I don't have as many bad days as I used to and generally you know, my daily anxiety is manageable. Um, But one thing I really want to note here is if you aren't able to live your life normally, day to day, for any of these reasons um, that I mentioned or didn't mention, it it really could be anxiety. And I just want people to understand that life doesn't have to be that way, that you deserve the best quality of life there is. So we'll talk a little bit later in this episode on how to seek help and how to move forward. But um, just know you aren't alone there and that you don't have to stay in this loop of anxiety either.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's very encouraging. So um, what are some things that you think cause anxiety?
0: Um, you know, I kind of mentioned it a second ago. I think for me personally, it just comes back to things that I don't have control over, specifically, you know, people's reactions or feelings t- towards me. Um, big external factors, things like that. So um, over the years, different things have caused me anxiety. And it's funny because something that made me anxious, you know, like five years ago, doesn't really bother me now. But today there are new anxieties, so to speak, that I didn't think I would ever struggle with. Um, It's like nowadays I really worry about you or somebody that I really care about being in a position that like you get severely hurt or injured or at the beginning of the pandemic I really worried about job security because everybody was losing their jobs and you know now that we have a home sometimes I struggle with the fear that something will happen to our home you know whether it's like a break-in or you know there's like a severe storm rolling through. Um, I think too I know that I'm a very risk adverse person because I like to know what's going on and it just kind of keeps me at internal peace um, but I also know that's not necessarily a way to live so we shouldn't have to avoid living our lives to reach internal peace
1: so you and I have talked about this before anxiety can certainly come in waves at times and so can you talk about sometimes when um, anxiety has felt more crippling than other times
0: um, yes yeah, so Definitely. Um, and you probably could share a lot on this for me as well. But sure. I just kind of look on back on some things that caused me anxiety and I feel ridiculous. But and I'll ask myself, like, why on earth did I even worry about that? But in the moment, it felt so real, like it felt logical. And so um, some of those really big worries that I've had, you know, whether a relationship or home. Our jobs. Um, those are just moments that I have to be still and uh, pray and just be focused on today and wait um, because I'm facing such an unknown. And I really think my most crippling moments are when I face big unknowns, especially things that I, I can't do anything about.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's taken a little bit of time on my side to understand when you're going through those moments and to anticipate them. Knowing that those are the things that you struggle with at certain right, times, right? Right. Um, so how do how do we work spiritually through anxiety, and what would your encouragements be for those who are walking through those same sort of steps?
0: Yeah. So I there's a couple things that I'll say here. Um, one, lots of prayer and scripture reading, um, reading Christian-based books about anxiety and how to work through that, um, community. And I'll go ahead and say it medication and counseling um, from a spiritual perspective here's what I'll say if you are a believer that struggles with anxiety or something similar to anxiety you probably know all the verses that the Bible say about anxiety like you can probably recite those verses like blindfolded walking backwards any time of the day um, and sometimes those verses can just feel like words um in my anxious moments I um really just have to stop and pray and just be honest and say God like I am really struggling with this like this is what I'm anxious about and I feel ridiculous but it feels so valid at the same time and I just lay it all out on the table and I reference those verses and I take time to like Think about what they say. Um, So for example, at the start of the new year in 2022, we were in Oklahoma and we were about to head home from traveling for the holidays, visiting family. And Knoxville was like under two or three tornado watches or warnings and I was so scared. Um, I don't do well with like storms and severe weather. And so all I could do our entire drive home was just pray and pray. For protection over our home but also pray for peace and realize that even if the worst thing happened to our home that we would be okay and I think in those moments I have to find peace in the fact that whether the best or the worst thing happens God is going to take care of me and God's gonna take care of me even if it looks different than what I expect Um, some of the best books that I read about anxiety are get out of your head um, by Jenny Allen. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table by Louis Giglio and Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado. Um, so those are just some really good resources to to check out in addition to God's Word. Um, with anxiety too, I think community is so important. Um, and I think it's really twofold here. I think you need to have somebody in your life that also struggles with anxiety. Um, to just really understand what you're going through. But I think that person needs to be somebody who is going to proactively work with you through it. They're not going to be somebody that enables you to feed into what is causing you anxiety. They're going to say, this is how we can logically work through this. This is how I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to check up on you. Um, But I also think it's good to have somebody who doesn't walk through this, who can kind of be a voice of reason and offer logic in moments of anxiousness. And really my last thing on this question um, is to seek professional help, you know, whether it's medication or counseling or both, and it's scary and it's vulnerable and it can cost money, Um, but just know that your mental health is so important and just know that you're also not the only one who's seeking help too. I've done both of these and it has helped me walk through some of my most difficult seasons of anxiety.
1: Well, like you said uh, just a second ago, you have it's good to have friends around you who struggle with anxiety, and it's also good to have friends around you who don't struggle with exci- anxiety. And um, I'm certainly on the side of not struggling with anxiety for the most part. I live a little less, more haphazardly, I suppose, and don't think about things as much. Um, so, what would you say to um, to someone like me uh, who doesn't struggle with anxiety, and 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 how to encourage them to to handle people who do?
0: Um. Yeah, I would say a couple things here. One, be gentle. Uh, Two, don't pretend that you understand fully of what that person is going through if it's something that you truly don't struggle with. Um, Three, I would say listen carefully. And four, I would say be patient. So I have told Taylor countless times how grateful I am that he does not struggle with anxiety because I... I truly don't think we would be married if he did. Um, I just, I, I, I joke that I have enough anxieties for both of us, but in all honesty, like, I don't think it would be good for us if we, that was something that we both struggled with. Um, but in our relationship, it has been difficult at times to convey my anxiety because it's not something that you can fully understand. And a lot of times I just say, Taylor, I just need to talk and share how I feel. Um, And most of the time, that's all I want to do. Because in the moment, whatever is causing me anxiety feels undeniably real. Um, And so to that person that is listening, um, that doesn't walk through this struggle, I would also say be logical in your response, but also be gracious. So sometimes I'll call or text Taylor or just say, hey, I'm really anxious about this today, You know, whether it's our house or work or whatever and if you respond with well everything's going to be okay my initial thought is well you don't know that's true for sure like don't promise something that you also don't have control over which probably a little sassy response but it doesn't help me to just hear oh it's going to be okay um it probably will but that's not going to pull me from whatever is causing me anxiety in that moment so I think speaking logic and biblical truth is so helpful here so Here's another example. Um, and it's honestly embarrassing to think about now, but I got a treadmill for Christmas of 2020. A and very
1: heavy treadmill.
0: Yes, Taylor and his dad had to carry it upstairs, but I was really anxious about putting it in our upstairs office space. Uh, but there was nowhere else in our house to put it. And I just thought, you know, you shouldn't put a piece of machinery like this that you're going to be running on upstairs like that can't be good for the support of your house or anything like that and you Taylor really helped me work from a logical perspective to show me that it actually was okay to put a treadmill upstairs and you didn't make me feel stupid for having anxiety over that which is huge Um, as I said earlier I'd say also be patient Uh, Anxiety is not something that we can just switch off instantly. And some days it feels nearly impossible. So just be patient and know that we're trying our best. And finally on this question, I would say hold us accountable in a loving way. So for me, uh, sometimes it's as simple as I haven't been in the Word and I haven't been praying like I should. So ask me how my relationship with Jesus is. And sometimes it's more complicated than the fact that I have skipped Bible reading for a few days sometimes I've done that and um, I know in my heart consistent time with Jesus helps me not to be anxious but I need accountability elsewhere too so there are days that I might not be great about taking my anxiety medicine or seeking that professional help that I need to do Um, so ask me what step I need to take to help me get through this Uh, so Taylor Ask somebody on the flip side, what is your encouragement here to those to help people who don't struggle with anxiety? Love those people who do.
1: Yeah. So I think the first thing though is uh, for someone like me, my fr- and if the people who know me out there know I'm I'm usually the, my first response when there's a there's a moment of uh, stress or concern is ah, it'll work out. I, I I might as well have like a T-shirt that says ah, it'll work out because that's pretty much what I live my life by. Um, and it's, I think, one of the encouraging things. If, if you live your life by that way as well, and you're around someone who suffers from anxiety, telling them that is not is not the solution. Um, yeah. That is not the word of encouragement that they need to hear in that moment. Um, and while that might get you through the moment, it won't help them as much. And so what I think that I've really tried to do and learn over the last couple of years, and it's taken... I, I'm still learning. Um, but one of the things that I've really tried to do is set, stop and say instead of just saying, okay, yeah, it'll work out, I'll say, you know, we'll, we'll, this is how we're going to handle it at this step and at this step, and if it changes, we'll handle it at this step. And so giving you some r- real-life tangible, here's I, I one, I he- I heard you out, I listened to everything that you're concerned about, and I think that's been really important is giving you that time to listen and, and hear your concerns. And then not just saying it'll work out, saying, if this happens, we'll handle it this way. And I, I think that's helped us a lot, um, but, yeah, I, I, it's it's been a, been a challenge to work Yeah, through.
0: I think it's been really helpful for you to respond with, here's what option A is going to be. And if option A doesn't work out, we're going to pursue option B. And so for me, I can say, okay, this is kind of the checklist of ways that we're going to work through whatever is going on. Um, and for those who struggle with anxiety and are trying to have that person in your life that doesn't help you out, communicate what you need, like, All the things I just listed, you know, being patient, listening, you know, that might not be the best way to help you. Um, So if there's something you know about yourself that somebody can help you through, then communicate that with them, that they're not going to understand the best way to help you unless you tell them.
1: Right. All right. Well, let's uh, put in one last question and wrap this up. So how do we move forward when we're talking about anxiety?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I... I'm not an expert here, uh, but I just really want to reiterate to seek professional help. Absolutely, 110%, be in the Word, be in prayer. Know what the Bible says about combating anxiety and how to do so. That last part is so important. Uh, We know Scripture says to be anxious for nothing, but the follow-up to that is how. And the answer is in there, I promise. Uh, There are so many incredible biblical tools out there like books and sermon series and small groups uh, to really help you through that. But I also think God created doctors and counselors to provide additional help. Um, I was terrified to go on medication uh, for anxiety when I was in college for the fear that it would make me not feel like myself. Um, But in fact, it really just helped me relax and not overthink things the way that I do. So opening up to somebody is terrifying, but it helps immensely. I would also say uh, know your triggers. Uh, Don't hide from them and don't avoid them. So that's just going to delay the inevitable if you just kind of shove it down. Um, But know your triggers and work through them. So this is honestly where counseling is going to help the most. So somebody is going to be able to help you identify those triggers and work through them. Um, For me, let's bring up the treadmill again you know my trigger was getting on it and so to work through that I hopped on the treadmill I walked on it for a few minutes and I could see that it would be okay so not everything is that simple but knowing what triggers you in either creating a healthy boundary or logically walking through them is absolutely key and finally I would just say don't go through this alone Uh, so many people struggle with anxiety and it amplifies when we walk this struggle alone. So talk to a trusted friend, a mentor, or a counselor. All right, well that wraps up our episode for today, and that actually wraps up season one of the Way Forward podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed our discussions this season and are encouraged to take your next step and find the way forward. We will be back this summer, summer of 2022, for season two. friends thank you so much for listening to today's episode and following along in this journey if you're enjoying the podcast please do me a favor and share with your friends or on social media we'll be back next week to discuss a brand new topic and how to find the way forward while resting in the now we'll see you then